Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, it is Monday, February 1st. It's already February. 2001's flying by. And a lot faster than 2020, I'll tell you that. But, hey, we're back. It's a Steelers podcast. And, guys, once again, I've screwed up. I didn't know if we should do this in the offseason because I'm like, man, there's nothing going on. It's going to be boring. <laughs> we'll talk Steelers for 15 seconds, and then we're going to be on like, to Wonder Woman and – yeah, right away, man. Right away, Cannot. the Steelers just started going crazy. Right, and guys, <laughs> if you're into us talking about goofy stuff, fast forward to probably the 40 minute mark of this yes. podcast because Joe Joe's <laughs> going to talk to us about pro wrestling. So you're like, yeah, Steelers, who cares? You know, hit that fast forward to 40 minutes, and you'll be entertained. Be <sighs> but yeah, well, first we got to talk about the Steelers and Joe. The I saw Paul last week that. Yeah, rumors are going to be part of what we talk about. But if we just talk about rumors, we could have an 18-hour podcast just talking about rumors. So we're, we're trying to focus on things that happened and kind of reacting to that. Um, and there were some things that happened. One to start out with, Art Rooney II. Uh, he made his end-of-the-year speech. Jeez. And I, I got to give my condolences to the family. I think it would be what Art's mom passed over the weekend. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, so condolences, first of all, to the family. Um, obviously, the Roonies were, uh, well, still are a humongous name in the, the Pittsburgh world, not just Pittsburgh world, but the Steelers world. And condolences to the family. Um, you know, Dan Rooney passed, what was it, a couple years ago, I believe? Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Dan was the older guy that passed, right? Or was it Art? Art. Art. Oh, Art died. Sorry. Art the, I'm, Art the first, right? I, I got my Rooney's messed up. <laughs> I brought the podcast to uh, Screeching Halt. But Just yeah, Art, Art Rooney, definitely known with, for his contributions to Steelers. He was the ambassador of Ireland. Um, yeah, he, he passed a few years back, and his wife passed over the weekend. Condolences, and, and condolences to the Rooney family about that. But uh, last week, um, Art II you know, appeared, um, was talking about the Steelers. I thought there's some interesting things that came out of it. Um, he's supportive of uh, Tomlin. He wants to go back to the running game. But the thing I want to kind of focus on was Ben. Um, from everything that we've heard, and we've known this for a couple of weeks, Ben's coming back, it sounds like. But, you know, he's like, hey, I really, really want the deal to be right, the money to be right. And I think we knew that. I, I, I There was no way that Ben was going to be playing with a $41 million cap hit. But it was interesting to hear him say that, and it was also interesting right afterwards the agent came out for Ben and said, yeah, Ben doesn't care about money. Let's get it done. So, Joe, I'll start with you. 
where, where do you see this going? They're, they're supposedly going to meet next week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what they said. And uh, Rooney was was uh, really setting the table for uh, some more changes to happen to the, the, the quarterback's room. So I, I, I think he was talking about being willing to work with Ben, but I think he's also trying to prepare Steeler Nation for some uh, – some possibilities there. Uh, obviously, we've we've let go uh, Devlin Hodges. Uh, Dobbs is there. Uh, Rudolph is there. Who he talked up pretty big. He was saying this right. this guy's a, a good player for us, and we see him as a starter in this league. Um, then he talked, then he mentioned <laughs> then he mentioned that uh, we've we've picked up uh, Dwayne Haskins, but. Uh, and, and yeah, and was just talking about the money with with Ben and trying to make sure that the the financial situation was right, which is I think the smart way to 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 think about the situation with Ben. Uh, the biggest concern is the money. The second biggest concern is how's that surgically repaired elbow. Um, yeah, this is this is a tricky one for the Steelers because it would be a heck of a lot easier if he would make his own decision and say he doesn't intend on coming back. Uh, I think it would be pretty heartbreaking if he ended up playing somewhere else because his desire to play was just overwhelming to him. Uh, because I don't see the Steelers having a lot of great options. He sort of set the table for the possibility of drafting a quarterback still. Because we need a whole, we need five of them, apparently. Well, I, I mean, you, you need to find one good one. And I think the right, we really only need <laughs> one, but uh, you know, but five is also good, apparently. I do either one of you guys know about this. So, from what I understand, if they if he plays at his current contract, it's 41 million against the cap, which is ridiculous. Yeah. If he retires or if he gets cut, my understanding is it still counts like $22 million against the cap. Um, obviously, if he comes back, and it, we knew it, there was going to be some type of restructuring. I saw an article over the weekend on Behind the Steel Curtain that was talking about voidable years. So they could literally rip up the contract if Ben and, and the Steelers agree. And you know the agent said, hey, He's willing to pay for anything. I didn't play for anything. Could they, in essence, sign him to a new contract that would really bring down the salary cap? I mean, I think the union would raise a fit over that. But, I mean, can they do that? See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Paul, you're in Pittsburgh. I'm sure there's been a lot of talk, you know, in the papers and the radio about it. What's doable? I'm trying to figure out what they can do about this. Uh, yeah, there, there's not a lot of talk about right now. We're still in the trying to talk about whether as a city we want him back or not. Uh, we haven't even taken the dive into what that would look like. My fear is that just to keep everybody happy from the players union to uh, and that we're going to be paying Ben for the next five years, whether he plays or not. Uh, that yeah. we're just going to kind of spread that money out. Um, that's my fear. Uh, it's going to, uh, who is that? Um, was it Bobby Bonilla that was like on? Oh, yeah. That Mets uh, contract. Salary He's still getting like paid. Years and years. July 1. Um, that, that's kind of my fear. 
Well, and, but to be honest, my bigger fear is I hope it doesn't count against the salary cap. I mean, if they make it work, if Ben gets paid the rest of his life, good for Ben. My fear is with that salary cap because even if they're not careful, like Ben could retire and his money could still count against the salary cap, like you were saying, in, for five years, which would hurt the Steelers down the road. Yeah, I can they potentially sign him to like even a one year contract, you know, backload it. And like, could they save even more money? Like, say they would sign him to like, let's say, a five million dollar contract. Does that only count five million, or are they still playing dead money? That's what I'm trying to figure out when you talk about avoidable contract, or if you rip up a contract and do a new one. I'm sure there's a thousand different ways to finagle it, um, but I think to do something like that, I think you're still going to look at a situation where you're probably going to have to be paying him uh, well after he's done. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I think it's interesting because I think technically Ben's only making, what was it, $4 million this year? I mean, he's not making that much money. It's just they kept on restructuring the contract over his career. That's why it counts as $41 million. So Ben's yeah, not making $41 million. I think that's why we're here today. Yeah. <laughs> because that's <laughs> happened a couple of times. Uh, but, they keep doing it. But, you know, that's what they did. I mean, there were other seasons where if they didn't do that, the Steelers would have had a, lot, a ton more people go and maybe we would have had the wins we had. You know, it, it's NFL is kind of screwy. I mean, you do one good thing. It's going to cost you in another way. And that's, I guess that's what makes the NFL where, you know, there's parody and teams can get good. Like every 20 years, the Browns could have a good team, you know? <laughs> so those things happen, you know, once well, in a thank while. Goodness but, that's over, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to number 20 years of. Now we don't have to hear anything more about the rounds for a while. Oh, Thank man. goodness. Yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's the way the NFL is, I guess. Um, and, but no, I think that's important too. Now I heard from the press conference too, there was some talk of, man, Ben would like Marquise Pouncey back. Ben would like Juju back. And I'm not against the idea of having him back, but you know, Paul and I talked last week. You know, I think there's some good things you can say about Marquise coming back, and there's some bad things you can say about Marquise coming back. I don't know, Joe. I think the big thing is if you're talking Marquise, if you're talking Ben, you got to make sure the replacement's good, though. You know, I, I'm not a Ben apologist or Marquise apologist. I, I it would hurt, but I, I would be okay if they weren't there next year. But you got to make sure who you have can replace them. I'm, I'm not sure if they have that. You know. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, that is always the trick. Uh, whenever uh, someone's going to retire, we're going to move on from a player. Um, and that's sometimes some of the stuff that we don't see. Um, we're not watching the practices. We're not seeing the people who are on the on the reserve uh, or on the practice squad, and we don't know who they have who can come up. Um, when we look at it, we just think, I don't know, who could you possibly have after uh, Marquise? And every time they bring in somebody else <laughs> to replace him for a play, something goes wrong. Uh, but then there's also the draft, you know, and the, the Steelers do have some draft picks. And so I think they can go out and fill a couple of couple of key spots. Something like center uh, might be a little bit easier to find somebody who's quality than, you know, a franchise quarterback, say. Um, they've always been good at, uh, growing up good receivers. Uh, Juju would be, it'd be sad to see him go, but, 
I have faith in the in the system that the Steelers have that there's always some other good receiver standing around on the side, and you're like, why wasn't this guy playing before? What are we doing here? Um, in terms of the people who may not be back, I was happy to hear. Uh, I think it was one of Rooney's statements. Uh, he was very much in favor of T.J. Watt, and it's I was very comfortable with the way he was talking about the possibility of bringing T.J. back and getting that dealt with was all was very positive. So uh, that was very reassuring. Like you all haven't lost your mind. We aren't having a fire right. sale or anything. <laughs> right. Because if Rooney said anything other than pay that, we're not guy. going full Houston Texas yeah. here. Right. If he said anything other than pay that man, I would be you know, yelling and screaming about it. Um, yeah. Well, I want to bring this up too. And we want to focus on the Steelers, but you know, Paul and I were speculating last week about Matt Stafford and we were, we're not huge Matt Stafford fans, but we're saying, man, what would it look like salary cap-wise, what you'd have to trade for him? And I made the now ridiculous comment. I thought I had merit last week saying, man, I wonder if you could get Matt Stafford for the 24th pick in the draft. I threw it out there. I thought that was a smart <laughs> comment. And then over the weekend, and I bring this up because I think it says a lot about where we're at in quarterbacks right now in the NFL. Geez, I mean, Stafford gets traded to the L.A. Rams. And he gets, what was it, two first-round picks, I believe a third-round pick, plus Jared Goff. Now, I think there's a lot of questions right now on is Jared Goff a good player or not. But, man, that was quite the haul for Matt Stafford. Did that surprise you guys? Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm still – I'm a little stunned because what are you <laughs> going to do with Matt Stafford now? Because obviously they want to move on to Wolford. Um. What what do you do with like you should oh. probably take Matt Stafford and still ship him off somewhere else no, before I, the season starts because really, you still have all those other picks like you just wanted Jared Goff to go away like you just wanted, you just said you just wanted to buy him a suitcase and a plane ticket and all you got all of this stuff I I got pushed back I'm not a huge Matt Stafford guy but Matt Stafford once Calvin Johnson left. He really have a ton of people to work with. I don't think Matt Stafford's like a top five quarterback in the league, but I, I think you can make an argument maybe for a top ten quarterback. Now, I don't know who he has around him with the Rams. I mean, I don't think his supporting cast of Rams is that great. But, you know, I mean, th they're all in on the Matt Stafford. Now, I think Matt Stafford at 32 maybe has three good years that you can possibly count on. So I, I like I'll put it this way I I don't think Matt Stafford is a Super Bowl quarterback with the Rams like I wouldn't pencil the Rams into next year's Super Bowl but they made that move they didn't trade all that stuff unless they really wanted I mean they're all in on Stafford I think and I, I like Stafford more than Goff I'm not sure if I like him enough to trade two first rounds and a third round for him that, I don't know that seems like a lot I mean I really thought the 24th pick for Stafford. Like, if the Steelers made that trade, you know, I'm like, boy, maybe that was too much for Stafford. And, you know, comparing that to what the Rams gave up, wow. You know, it seemed like yeah, the picks, the picks I, I, I'd, I'd live with, but with also Goff, that's madness. Well, that's, that, that's, that's Houston Texans bad in terms well, of trades. Like, we're just <laughs> – I'm sorry I keep hounding on the Houston Texans, but they are just in a bad position and making bad decisions 
front office wise, like there's some good players on the field and they should have done better than they did this year, but they're now the reigning champs of bad decision-making. So you're very uh, critical of the Rams. <laughs> until the Rams is like, hold my beer. Okay. <laughs> well, the challenge is going to be, I'm not sure how this works out. I think the Rams get socked with a pretty big sorry cap penalty. I think like once you trade a guy, right? Because the sewage faced out with Antonio Brown. When the sewage traded Antonio Brown, they had a cap penalty. And I think the Rams got the same thing when you trade Goff, right? I'm uh-huh. not sure. I didn't look at look at it that close. I thought. I mean, I might be wrong, but th- that was the impression of the guy. And the other thing is, Goff has got a huge, major, awful, humongous contract. So if Goff goes to the Lions, and I mean, he was not a good quarterback. Let's be honest for the Rams last year. So unless Goff comes to Detroit and says, "Oh, I'm good again." Let's roll. I mean, that could be bad for the Lions, too. I mean, I'm with you. I don't think the Rams made a great trade. But, you know, the Lions, hey, you got two first-rounders and a third-rounder. But, man, if Goff flames out in Detroit, ooh, that's going to be rough on their cap. But it will help to have a, uh, all of those extra picks just to put yeah. some more pieces around Goff, especially finding some pieces that will, will fit with Goff. Right. Um you know, outside of the things that they have, because there's some other players I think who've already left, um, who they weren't letting, weren't bringing back in free agency. So like, there's a there's a big switch over in in uh, in Detroit, which is probably something that they need. Uh, they've they've been a solid team. They were a, t- a team that could score uh, for a long time. You know, they were always putting up big numbers, but they never got much of anywhere, and it didn't help the division they were in. Um, but they just they really needed to upset the apple cart. We needed to we needed to shake that game of boggle and see if we could come up with some new words. Well, and the NFL is such a copycat league. You look at what happened with the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, and we should make a Super Bowl pick today. We'll do that at the end. But like, you know, Tom Brady goes to a decent team and hey, I hate to say it, but hats off to Tom Brady. I mean you know, I mean, at 43, he took a team to the Super Bowl. And I think teams like the Lions and the Rams look at that and say, especially when we look at the Rams, you say, hey, we got some potential and everything. Maybe that better quarterback is going to help us. Now, again, I, I think the Rams are crazy if you're looking at Matt Stafford as the final piece of <laughs> the Super Bowl. But I think that's why they made that trade. Uh, Detroit, you know, we said this about Pittsburgh. Okay, Big Ben's not there anymore. Make sure you got somebody – that you feel is as good. Well, they made the statement saying, all right, if we trade Stafford, we need, we think golf could be as good as Stafford. So that's why I, they made I the think that what they're, what they're really thinking will come out into what these picks are. Yeah. If they, uh, yeah. If they turn around and draft a quarterback <laughs> with either their own or the new picks they just got, uh, you know, I think you'd probably be dumb not to pick up somebody. Who do they um, pick? I think they're fourth or fifth, maybe. Uh, something like that. They're horrible. The other interesting thing, I, I look at a team like Atlanta, and you look at them and you say, "Man, is Matt Ryan going to stick around with that?" Well, there's two receivers. There's a kid from LSU who didn't play this year. He took the year off from the coronavirus, and then there's that kid from Alabama, um, De- Devontae Smith, which is last I checked, he's still running for touchdowns against Ohio State. He, he just dominated Ohio State. Um, those are two guys who are going to be around in the top five. And you look at like a team like Atlanta, if they don't get rid of Matt Ryan, you know, you put one of those receivers with 
Julio Jones. Atlanta could be much better next year. Maybe a team like Detroit says, hey, you know, we don't need to draft a quarterback. You know, maybe Goff isn't, you know, Dan Marino, but Goff is at least a professional quarterback. Let's get another one of these receivers to pair up with Goff. Now Goff's got somebody to throw to. So it's interesting to see how those moves kind of impact the draft. You know, because initially I thought, okay, the Lions trade Stafford. They have no quarterbacks. So they've got to go quarterback in the draft. They don't have to right now, you know. I mean, they yep. made su- such investment with Goff. I think they have to at least start the year with Goff as a quarterback. Now, if he falls down and can't play or he's horrible, then they got to make a move. I know so little about the Lions. I don't know what other quarterbacks they have in their room. Oh, right. <laughs> it's been Stafford for forever. I don't. I don't even know who else is on that team. It, it's probably dudes like Chad Henney, you know, guys like you know that you never hear of, and then when they come in and beat the Browns on their own. I mean, Chad Henney won that game, not Pat Mahomes. How about that, Browns? See, I'm making cracks on the Browns as we go. It's very great. Just while but, you can, you know. Well, it's probably guys like Chad Henney are in the, the room for lines. You know, pretty good. I, I think the other takeaway from that, too, is quarterbacks are pretty valued in the NFL. I mean, Ben's 39. I don't think we're going to get, you know, two first-rounders in the third round. But it's interesting to see how, you know, how valued these quarterbacks are. So, any other thoughts on the Stafford trade? Uh, just looking it up real quick. I was looking up for who else is a quarterback on this team. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> I was really curious. Uh, Chase Daniel. Yeah, that's what I'm there you go. All right. And uh, David Blau. Yeah, <laughs> I remember David Blau. I think he played against the Browns and that Valve Lake Erie preseason game. And I'm not sure if he was good or not. Um. Yeah, Chase Daniel. Yeah, he's been around. He's like Chad Henney. I think he's played for most of the NFL teams. Right now. I think you're spot on. <laughs> he is yeah. a Chad Henney. <laughs> yeah, he's he's played for a ton. No, he upset me as a Steelers fan. It was a couple years ago uh, when the Steelers were facing. They had two weeks left in the season. They had to have like eight different things go right for them to make the playoffs. Seven things went right, and. Uh, Chase Daniel was playing for, I believe it was the Chiefs against the Chargers. And Chase Daniel had to beat the Chargers. And Chase was a backup quarterback at the time. Chase almost beat the Chargers to get the Steelers in the playoffs. But that was that goofy but game. He didn't. Yeah, but he didn't. And, and we're upset. So these people need to do things that we need them to do. Uh, just didn't happen. just right. clicking <laughs> real quick uh, who is over there. That I heard, uh, I read some article about the possibility of trying to bring him back was Jesse James. Yeah, yeah, but that like, short contract over there, so the possibility of bringing him back. Uh. He got overpaid in Detroit. I think he he's a candidate to be cut by Detroit, from my hearing. Yeah, yeah, and that's why. <laughs> like, same if we can get Jesse James back, but there's also like a draft, and we can get ourselves in a tight end in there. Yeah, quite. Quite possible. What else is happening Steelers-wise? Let me look up my list. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. Well, I, oh. The Browns oh. had a team meeting, and they voted they want Pouncey to come back. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. That's Ooh. not nice, Paul. That's he keeps snapping the ball over. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Good grief. <laughs> spot, them a, spot them a seven to start a game. Congratulations on your... <laughs> On your playoff victory here. Yeah, 
Please take a playoff victory. I, I almost shared this out. Hey, if it makes the rivalry more intense, I'm for it. Um, if it makes the rivalry something. Well, I, I hate to I hate to <laughs> rip on this because Nate Ulrich writes for one of the papers I work for. He's the Browns beat reporter for the for the Beacon Journal up in Akron. Well, Nate did a story. Uh, they were talking to Miles Garrett. And Miles is all like, "Hey, you know, we love beating the Steelers, so their receivers keep chirping because you know Juju said some things before the game. Chase Claypool said some things after the game. I'm like, Miles, you won one game." Relax. <laughs> I, I'm not even counting that last game of the regular season. It was, you know, a Sewers bench staffer team, and probably retrospect they shouldn't have, but I wouldn't count that as a win for the Browns. The Sewers were under man, so I don't know. Yeah. Miles calmed down. They won. You know? it, it's, it's, uh, it's somebody over there that, that last game of the season, not the playoff win, that they won the game. Okay. Yeah. So screwed yeah. up and they won the game. But that last game of the season, man, that's like that backyard kid who's, uh, who's, who's celebrating the touchdown in garbage time after the, you know, when they're losing 40 something <laughs> to nothing. Yeah. And he manages to score a touchdown. He's like, yeah, I'm the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Here's, my, here's my message sure. late to Miles Gary. Go uh, beat up and lay hit a NFL backup quarterback and accuse him of saying racist stuff to you and be him over to have a helmet. Yeah, do that again, Miles. Come on, you know. And I really hope he didn't say that. Who Miles <laughs> really know what it frustrates me. I, and I'll be honest, usually I'm, I'm a mild-mannered dude on Facebook. I was tempted to say things after that game on Facebook. Now, on Facebook chat, we, we all shared some anger back and forth between the three of us. But the, the night that Mason attacked – no, not Mason attacked. Sorry, Miles attacked Mason. Miles attacked Mason. Yes, <laughs> that's our thing. <laughs> it was Miles attacking Mason, not Mason attacking Miles. Man, say that five times fast. It's hard to <laughs> get all out of your mouth. But I'm out I haven't done all of the the, the vocal warm ups. Yes, it's very red good. leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Paul, I can't remember <laughs> if we talked about this last week because I, I wasn't sure when it was officially done. But let's talk about it now. Matt Canada is your offensive coordinator. I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think they really truly made official. Probably it's about last Monday. I can't remember if it was before or afterwards. Are you? You guys okay with? I, I don't even know if we know much about Matt Canada. I mean, you brought more motions in. It's a fresh approach. Yeah, we're not into you know last guy he can take a hike. But are we excited about Matt Canada? Uh, what's your feeling about Matt Canada? I like it. Um, I know just based on some of the stuff he did with co- uh, college and uh, offense coordinator for the Pitt Panthers. Um, he apparently called the plays, uh, ended up calling plays in that end of the season game against the Browns, uh, helped initiate that almost comeback. Um, I think the, the telltale sign is going to be who's really the offensive coordinator. Because under Feekner, I Ben was more the coordinator than I think we realize. And uh, based on Canada's coaching style, I think one key – sign is going to be if Ben keeps going in the shotgun, because uh, that's not a Matt Canada thing. That's a big Ben thing. So uh, is Canada actually going to be the play caller or is Ben going to run the show? Um, if And 
if I'm Canada, I don't see taking this job if if I'm being told, hey, you know, Ben's really going to call the shots. You just kind of be there on the sideline. Um, I'd want to say, no, I'm the offense coordinator. And will Ben listen to what Canada has to say? That's going to be a big question. So I heard this thing. I was listening to the Steelers podcast. And, you know, Paul could chime in. I don't know if you heard this on Steelers on talk radio or not. Somebody was saying that Randy Fickner wasn't allowing Ben to throw long. Like this podcast was taking his guesses on, you know, why. And they said, really, it was Fickner. Fickner did let him throw long, and that's why when he threw long and against the Colts, it was true. I mean, we're not Randy Fickner fans. Do you think Randy was that horrible that he would say, Ben, don't throw it long? Was that what kind of led to some of the problems? Trying to assume um, that, that he's not a total idiot, uh, that sounds weird. Um, even uh, unless there's some logical reason for it, you know, it just seems like such an odd thing to do as an offensive coordinator when you don't have a run game to say, also, we need to not throw long. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I can't imagine that that's something that would come out of the man's mouth when we have no run game that we also can't throw long. Also, by the way, don't use your hands. Can we just play this like <laughs> soccer? Can, oh, man. Well, Let's go back to the original football that everyone uses around the world. That's madness. Well, uh, back to our analysis of, okay, if you throw it long, it opens up everything in you know short. Like, it's not I – and mean, we're not football experts by any means, but it's out there. I mean, Paul, is, is there any reason that's true, or is it, are we just kicking dirt on the guy uh, we didn't like? There is overwhelming unanimous consensus in Pittsburgh sports media that Ben had absolute veto power over anything Feekner said. So for Feekner to say, don't do this, if Ben wanted to do it, Ben would have done it. Uh, there's, uh, I don't, you couldn't convince any Pittsburgh sports media that Feekner put any kind of handcuffs on Ben in any way. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I'm at least hoping that Matt Cannon, I don't know if he's going to be the next best thing, but don't be dumb, Matt Cannon. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, you don't have to be brilliant, innovative, and the greatest offensive coach. Just don't hinder things. For the Steelers next well, he's going to. I can promise you this: he's going to run more than five different plays. Yeah, uh, I can. I can guarantee that. Well, <laughs> I'm just wondering too. Like at the beginning of the season, like they never really had that stellar one-man rush, great rushing game. But I loved it in the past, and I think it was a Canada thing when they had more jet sweeps, they had more of those touch passes. Uh, that help utilize receivers. Good night. We talk about the struggles we had in third and one, fourth and one. Chase, uh, you know, Claypool had three or four short yards touchdowns when it was just that little end around sweep when he came in and scored that. We didn't see it at the end of the year. And I'm thinking that was a Matt Cannon thing, maybe. And I'd like to see more of that next year. I mean, I'm not sure if we should draft a running back high or not, but even if we keep the exact same people we kept last year, incorporate more stuff in there to make the running game at least more potent. Maybe Matt Cannon could do that. I don't know. I think he's good at – he'll be able to, I think, best utilize the weapons we have, uh, at least get more out of them, utilize their potential where – uh, it, it got so irritating how many times Claypool runs five yards down the field 
turns around, looks at Ben, gets a ball to his stomach, and then turns around to run. Uh, you, yeah. You've got a physical beast that's not utilizing his strengths uh, to throw it at his gut in the middle of the field. Uh, make him stretch, make him jump, utilize his size, and we seldom did that. Especially one, late. One more quarterback yeah. thing, and we got one little thing to talk about before we get into the world of pro wrestling. You were about, <laughs> you were about right, man. This has been 40 yes. minutes. <laughs> I'm willing to stretch it so we don't have to get in the world of pro wrestling. Because <laughs> we want to talk about this for half hour. Let's just said, you it. you asked for suggestions. <laughs> I didn't say we had to talk about wrestling. It's we're, that there was a big show last oh, night. I know. Well, we're oh, we're giving you a hard time. And we'll, we'll incorporate this soon. It's all good. What, <laughs> that's where I get back. In all this quarterback talk. That's where I get back to my conspiracy theory. Because I'm really, I was actually talking last week about, hey, we're opening the veteran quarterback. Veteran quarterbacks cost money. Even like a Phil Rivers, who's decent but not great, is going to cost you $20 million. That's why I get back to my conspiracy theory saying, call Miami up for some reason they don't like Tua and say, hey, we'll give you a, a first or second round pick for him. And that way you got a quarterback under a rookie deal and you're in salary cap hell where you're at right now. Might give you some freedom. But I don't know. I'm not going to win that argument. I don't think a few guys. I, I still think I we need an offensive so I don't I don't see Tua being being the guy for here. I think Tua is a really solid quarterback. I think there's there's different schemes or whatever that are gonna use his uh his talents better than the kind of play that we have expected from Sealer football. Or and I don't think Ben's retiring now, or but Ben retires, give him a six round pick for Ryan Fitzpatrick. That'd be great. I actually like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are you as a person, maybe not as a quarterback, but he gives you two great games a year. <laughs> but he wears retro clothes and he has a beard down to his ankles. I mean, hey, <laughs> I mean, all of that stuff's great and fun and whatever. But you're not going to get a 16 game season out of them. That's not that you you can't build a a franchise around him, especially not at this point. I think retrospectively. Somebody should have. Yeah. Uh, I think you could have gotten several good seasons out of him if somebody had ever committed to him being their starter for an entire season or for two seasons in a row. Uh, He just runs around now putting up great numbers and having great games for – I think he's trying to collect all the teams in the league. Yeah. He's going to be one of those guys. (laughs) I've, I've played for everywhere. Sign him as a backup. I, he's I'm, gonna I'm, he's gonna go through the XFL next. I, I'm just all into Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't think he's a great quarterback on a consistent basis, but I, I just like him as a quarterback. He's fun. I don't know. All right, the final thing, and you know, I I, I don't know what we could say to doubt this, but any surprise that TJ Watt is our defensive player of the year? I'd say long overdue. It should have happened two years ago, but hey, why happened now? He's a stud. Yeah. There was all kinds of weirdness. I don't know if you heard about this, Paul. Mark Madden, the controversial talk show host in Pittsburgh, put out a story that T.J. Watt didn't go to his um, exit interview. And he was trying to – and I guess a lot of people were trying to debunk that. Have you heard anything if that was true or not? Uh, All signs indicate and every – Inside story says that he went, there was an exit interview. 
Uh, I don't know. We don't know if it was in person or over Zoom, but all evidence seems to point that yes, he did. And even if he didn't, whoop de doo. But all evidence seems to indicate that yes, he did have his interview. Let's just keep TJ Watt happy. I'm a journalist. I'm all for you know. <laughs> we got break stories if we can, but you know, forget objectivity. Let's just keep TJ happy in Pittsburgh. You know, <laughs> if we have to ignore stories, let's do that. Let's keep TJ happy. I I don't want to scramble TJ this off season. I mean, we got enough other <laughs> issues we got to deal with, so it's good. All right. <laughs> Is there? Any, oh, before we get to this topic, desperately uh, thinking yes. of anything that you can. Paul, draw this up out. We need to analyze the Super Bowl. Every player, play by player by player, and then we'll analyze every Super Bowl game so far. No, uh, we got to talk about the Super Bowl just real quick. What's your pick? We're six days away. Now again, here's the problem: anything could happen. Half the Chiefs could get COVID. I'd say, you know what? I hate to say it. I say Buccaneers. Somehow Tom Brady finds a way of winning this game. I, I don't know how. It doesn't make sense. Um, I think Tyree Kill had like 250 yards last time that Chiefs played the Buccaneers this year. I say Buccaneers by three. And I don't even know why. Like I said, as a student fan, I hate to draw praise to Tom Brady, but all hail Tom Brady. What do you think, Paul? <clears throat> well, before the Super Bowl, there's one other big event, and that is Groundhog Day tomorrow. So happy Groundhog oh. Day Eve to everybody. Um, That's my daughter's birthday. Uh, what's that? My daughter's birthday. She turns four tomorrow. Oh, well, happy fourth birthday. Go Violet. And Groundhog yeah. Day, too. Bring it up to Punxsutawney. Oh, you can't bring it to Punxsutawney this year, but next year, bring it to Punxsutawney. Next for year. That'll be fun. Right. We'll make that trip. Um. And Punxsutawney is nothing like the movie, by the way. I just put that out there. Yeah, that's um, a different <laughs> <laughs> Um, Boy, I, Chris, I'm with you. I It pains me to say it. I'm going to have to go wash my mouth out afterwards, but I, I can't go against Brady, especially seeing how much the Chiefs struggled against the Browns. Um, Brady's just way too good at this. Uh, he's been here so many times. Um, I, I, I will root against it with every fiber of my being, but I think by the end of Sunday, he's holding up another Lombardi. Well, you know, and I hate to say this too, because I'm not turning into a Tom Brady fan, but I look at it, you know, how weird is it? I, I'm three years younger, older than Tom Brady, which is weird. That's how old we are. Yeah. And I know you guys graduated earlier than me, so I think what you're probably five years older than Brady. It's weird to say we're older than Tom Brady. I, I know, I'm kind of hitting this midlife crisis really hard right now, but yeah. you know, I look at it. Hey, I'm in a business. I love where I work. I love my team members. I'm the second oldest team member. I got some youngsters, you know, and we're, we're, we're all a team. We all work together. We're not like angry at each other or anything else, but you know, we're always trying to come up with good ideas so I feel like the Tom Brady of my team. You know, I've been around for a long time. You know, I'm I'm the old guy in the young man's world, and there's a lot of Patrick Mahomes around me, you know, trying to nip at my heels and try to win the games. So I almost have to root for Tom Brady because I'm the old guy. I feel like the Tom Brady in my company, and we got knocked down all these young, young whippersnappers trying to get our thing. So maybe we should vote for Tom Brady. 
because we're 40 somethings, right? Let, let me talk you off that ledge and say okay. that Brady's success will not change your circumstances and how you feel. So uh, continue to root against Tom Brady. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I love all my coworkers. So I, I don't want to go back to work tomorrow and have this clipping played for me going, hey, Chris, what did you think about this? And then they play that part. No, I love my coworkers, but you get that feeling sometimes. You're, you're the middle aged guy. And you're, you're trying to keep up you know, what you're doing. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is that young guy who thinks he knows better than you. But no. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, over here, I'm over here reluctantly rooting for the Buccaneers myself Ooh, uh, for, a, for a different kind of reason, maybe. Um, I hate Tom Brady. I hate hearing about Tom Brady. I hate that everyone talks about Tom Brady. Uh, and the only thing that I hate more than hearing about Tom Brady is hearing about how so much Patrick Mahomes is the next Tom Brady. Uh, and <laughs> I, I heard some, uh, a sports talk person talking about how the only hope Patrick Mahomes has of catching Tom Brady is beating him in this game. Like beating him in this game is the road to people being able to talk about Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady in the future. Like he still needs to win like 37 more Super Bowls or whatever. Um, uh, and so if that can stop on Sunday and just never be a conversation again, I will be a happy man. Uh, I, I also happen to think that. Patrick Mahomes will not be, for some reason, injury or some other situation or whatever, won't be a person that we talk about five years from now. Because uh, I remember that didn't we have these conversations about uh, Cam Newton? Didn't we have these conversations uh, about Colin Kaepernick and uh, uh, and and the the style of on field play? The conversation about Kaepernick has now become an entirely different thing. So that's that's partially why but um it was always about that style of play and that's patrick mahomes right now and because sports talk people have to fill 24 hours a day and there has to be 37 programs talking about how great patrick mahomes is and i'm just sick of it i'm so sick of it i want to hear more about chad <laughs> henny i want to hear more about chase daniel <laughs> okay. so so if we can stop now and he just gets crushed by Tom Brady in a humiliating, very personal, very direct fashion. Like, like for some reason, they're both on the field at the same time, and like Tom Brady pansies him. Like that's what <laughs> that's what needs to happen. They frustrate me, but I like watching the Chiefs play. I mean, I'm not a Chiefs fan. They're a great but, team. They're in but, the Super but Bowl. It's fun. Like Travis Kelsey catches everything within ten yards of him, and yeah, Tyreek Hill is probably the fastest human ever in the history of the planet. He's ever. probably faster than a ever. cheetah. Ever. Isn't he? You know, who knows? But that's right. He raced um, an actual cheetah. Yes. Yeah. Did a cheetah win? Yeah. <laughs> of course, the cheetah won. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I mean, he's a fast guy. You never know. I mean, who knows? Cheetah. Come I, on. I don't know. <laughs> so you're picking the Bucks, right? You said you I think the Bucks. Bucks. I think the Bucks will win. I think. Okay. You know, sadly, they are right. The, the way they operate right now, they're a machine, and I, I kind of look at that 
for um and that's what the what the patriots were for so long they're just a machine that works regularly and they will capitalize on any tiny mistake that gets made and the chiefs make them every so often not a lot but they make them and when they do the bucks will pounce I don't get into Super Bowls where my team's not in it, but I got to admit, this is probably one of the first Super Bowls in a long time that I'm actually intrigued in about the game itself. Is that for you? You guys too? The game's kind of interesting. Yeah, not particularly. I think it could go either way. Um, But I I, I think to the point about uh, Mahomes being the next Tom Brady, I – even if the Chiefs blow out the Buccaneers, that that seriously needs to stop for about 15 years. I mean, if Mahomes is in better shape at 43 than he was when he graduated college and still going to the Super Bowl, then we'll have the conversation. But until then, no, that's you, you can't even go there. Already doing it, and it's like, <laughs> no, stop. I was frankly more interested in the possibility of seeing the Bills go. Uh, if the Bills had gotten in, I'd yep. be much more invested in the in the Super Bowl. But it it frankly is the worst two teams for me that are there for <laughs> me to be interested in. I I'm I honestly may not watch. I, I I'm usually all in for the pop culture aspect. Yeah, of it, but that's week, what'll keep me going if I if I do watch it. But uh, yeah, but I'm not into the weekend. I mean, can't we get somebody better in the weekend doing the <laughs> halftime show? I, I, what was your I don't know. I don't know that many songs by the weekend. It'll be an education for me that there's there's more than the one. Like I know that one. I hear that one all the time. But like, uh, I can't feel I, my I, face. I, by the weekend, I I am an old man. And, yeah, I can't uh, feel my yeah. face. Right? Is that the one you've heard? Uh, I, I guess that's is that the name of it? <laughs> well, I know that's a. <laughs> Well, okay, no, one. so that's the second song. I don't know what the – there's the one that plays all the time now. Lights, Maybe they're ramping it up. Lights, oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. The one that sounds like it should be on the soundtrack to Miami Vice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I don't know. You hear the song and you can just picture, like, the really fast car racing along yeah. unexplainably empty highway with, like, the lights over it. That's <laughs> – I mean, I was horrified about Shakira and J Lo last year, but at least know some of their songs. I mean, I, I don't know anything about the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and you've you've got a solid feeling that they're going to put on a show, even if you don't like the songs that much. Like, there's going to be some sort of spectacular whatever. I I don't know anything about. Yeah, they dance for vodka. That's what they're all about. Like, I don't even think I've seen them on Saturday Night Live or anything like that. Like, I I have no idea what he's going to do when he gets on. Stage. I actually have no interest in Miley Cyrus, but Miley Cyrus is doing the TikTok <laughs> pregame show. And I actually said on my other podcast, Miley Cyrus would be a better choice than The weekend. You know, if they put Miley on the halftime show. I, I'm not sure about that. Well, I think, I mean, <laughs> there, there's going to be a show, and yes. uh, we're going yeah, to have to talk about we have stuff to talk about for the next week. Yeah. Probably mostly is, was this appropriate or not? Uh, and the answer is going to be no. <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, that's that's what she's all about. At this at this point, there's well, there's certain there's certain acts who their their whole act is causing controversy in situations just like this. Right. Um. Real quick. But at the end of the day, how do you top? Oh, 
at the end of the day, how do you top Lady Gaga yeeting herself off the roof of the stadium a few years ago? I mean, that's how do how do you how do you top that? Yeah. Well, was that your best one? I'm just going to ask, what was your favorite one? Was that your favorite one, Paul? Oh no, it was just it was hilarious. It just yeah, (laughs) just so weird. It was memorable. I mean, for all time greats, you got to go with Prince, right? (laughs) Prince's show was unbelievable. When you sing Purple Rain, it was like raining all of them. And it rained. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was an emotional one for me. I thought that was just such a great performance. Uh, Bruno Mars always puts on a good show. You know, I don't know if I know if I've, his music is celebratory and fits the situation. I still remember a couple of years ago there was this big uh, push to try to get Adele to sing at halftime, and she was just yeah, like, "No!" And everybody got so mad. And you're good like, "For Adele, I mean, she, she I was her song. Her She's like, I don't want to sing all my sad songs in the middle of the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my depressing breakup music? Are you kidding? Yeah. She's got a couple of really good songs, and maybe the new album's got a little bit more energy to it. But at the yeah. time, she was like." Y'all are crazy. This would be the worst halftime show ever. <laughs> oh, really play. Like she was denigrating the Super Bowl. And no, it's just like, and that was the era where like Bruno Mars played it three years in a row or whatever. It's like, they don't I, have the same vibe. That's not a good choice. I got to say, I knew nothing about Bruno Mars. And I was like ripping it to shreds beforehand. And Bruno Mars was actually entertaining. Now, I, I don't know that much of Bruno Mars' music. I still wouldn't know that much of Bruno Mars' music. But just as an entertainer, I'm like, whoa, this is great. I, Paul, which one stuck out for you? You know, I, it's hard to think back because, honestly, the past few years, it feels like they, they try to do too much in that little yeah. span of time. And sometimes it just kind of becomes this muddled mess. Just you bring some other singer out for 20 seconds and then you go to another song for 10 seconds. And uh, there's really not one that has really stuck out to me. It's just you kind of look for those one moments, uh, that one moment, like eating yourself off the roof or uh, Katy Perry on that big creature she rode in on. Um, But sometimes it just feels like they do try to do too much and it becomes forgettable. Yeah, I used <laughs> the shark. <laughs> the thing about the Katy Perry, I, I was kind of bored with Katy Perry, but I used to listen a lot of Missy Elliott around college and a little bit afterwards. And when Missy Elliott came on, I was probably the only one to get excited. I remember t- going to work the next day. I was managing a small newspaper, and we were talking about the Super Bowl halftime show. And they're like, well, "What'd you like?" What Missy Elliott was great, and, and the guy looked at me like I was 180 years old. He was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> because it's because it's true. You are yeah, 180 uh, years old. <laughs> but Missy Elliott is that's why. Time. That's why the whole thing Missy becomes Elliott, a like, talk about Sinatra. Yeah, that's why the whole yeah. thing becomes a hodgepodge because they're trying to hit all the young kids. Uh, then they're trying to uh, have both hip hop and rock and pop all get represented and then somebody they shove out there with their walker in order to you know hit the 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 octogenarian crowd you know all of a sudden frank sinatra's out there and you're like what <laughs> i thought he died <laughs> and they're like doesn't matter we'll get him out there get the electrodes on him and just send him out there and he'll he'll croon a two a song a song or two with uh uh with the weekend look for it frank well, sinatra's <laughs> have to Hey, here's my message to the well, weekend. You know, hey, get a good guest. I mean, I don't know if we know what his guest is. There's going to be somebody. They're going to surprise us someday. I guarantee. 
don't Tony know. Bennett, you know. Tony <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> He would have done a duet with The weekend. guarantee you. He, yeah, man. Tony Bennett is in the Adele's. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that would be like saying Adele and Tony Bennett should do a Super Bowl halftime show together. I mean, it would just be. Next year, the, be cure, the Cure is going to do halftime oh, next. When Coldplay did one. I don't know if they did one by himself, but Coldplay did one. They did. They did. Well, no, because I think somebody else came out in the middle, but yeah. Coldplay did it. They know how to do. Think, they do stadiums like that all the time. That's they you know how to put on that big show. Weren't they the special guest one year to? Who was the pop star? I keep thinking Janet Jackson, but that's not Janet Jackson. That was Janet Jackson. And Justin oh no, Timber. Beyonce. Beyonce was the, the main, and they brought in Coldplay to do a song, and Coldplay had nothing peppy. Uh, Coldplay did one of their slow songs, and everyone in the stadium just fell over asleep. It was amazing. I mean, it just wasn't that good. I don't know. It's rough. Well, Paul, I am doing a mad look at, at my Twitter feed. I'm thinking, is there any Steelers news that's potentially breaking? And anything. I mean, I'm seeing a tweet about, can Joe Hayden still start in the 30s? I'm about ready to bring that up. But, again, that's just rumor, conjecture. You, you, bring, you bring up what you want to bring up, man. Well, hey, <laughs> we're men of our word, Paul, right? Uh, we stand for truth and justice. And let's talk last night. Jo- Joe, I promise you, I did yeah, not watch baby. this. You don't, So you don't watch WWE at all? I'm all for more content in my streaming services. WWE made some news over the weekend uh, because they're actually um, partnering with Peacock Network. You know, it's the new yes. NBC. Yeah where you can watch their stuff. And although I'm all in on, hey, more interesting content, I'm like, this is not what I'm into. But I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to rip you guys for watching this, but (laughs) help help me out. You don't don't watch now, do you? You said you watched a long time ago. Well, the the funny thing is I I was big into it when I was in junior high, and then I kind of follow my brother's comments from time to time, and I'm like, how is it the same guys I watched in junior high are still wrestling now? And what? Well, well, the the thing with that is there's a lot of people who are coming back. So this this footage right here is Goldberg wrestling the WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Well, uh, so it, it's they they bring back a lot of the older guys because Vince McMahon. Well, well, Joe, let me che- let me jump in really quick because I, I want to make sure we don't get in trouble for this. Um, this is available if you're watching our video feed. This is courtesy of a public video that the WWE released. Check out WWE. On, it's coming to Peacock Network. Become a subscriber to the WWE Network. I just want to make sure we don't get flagged for what you call it. Um, <laughs> for, for playing their footage. Yeah, for playing yeah. the Okay, yeah, but continue. Yeah, Get back to it. So they bring back a lot of the old guys because Vince McMahon doesn't have a lot of faith that the that the younger generation uh, is popular enough with right. uh, the audience. <laughs> right, well, right. <laughs> uh, yes and no. If you keep doing that, then your younger generation of wrestlers never will be, uh, and that's a, and that's a big problem. So he brought back Goldberg is on a contract that he wrestles like four times a year. So this is one of them. Um, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, who just retired, 
uh, and a, a couple of other guys just show up for these big shows. There's four main shows a year, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. So this is one of the big four shows of the year. So they're doing everything they can to put eyes on the product. And so every star is in it. And you put uh, Goldberg in a in a big spot for it. Um, but Goldberg did not win, which is great. Uh, he took the title away from one of the new up-and-coming bad guys last year, and it was a really bad mistake. Oh, that was such a great spot right there. Um, okay. Bianca Belair versus uh, Naomi. The winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, the winner of the Royal Rumble gets an automatic spot in the for a title at WrestleMania. So it becomes okay. the big deal that this sets up the road to WrestleMania. Uh, okay. Bianca Belair, who's in the blue, came out the winner of the female Royal Rumble. Uh, the okay. winner of the men's Royal Rumble was Edge, who, again, uh, w- w- has been around for forever. But the big story was he was gone for about seven years with a neck injury that they thought he would never come back from. And he came back last year, uh, ended up with another injury because he's 47 years old or whatever. Um and uh, now has come back, has won the Royal Rumble, and will have a title shot at WrestleMania. Okay, well, I want to make sure we don't get sued. Again, this is footage from WWE Network. Um, subscribe to WWEnetwork.com. And again, this is on their public YouTube Facebook channel. We're watching this as we go on. So, yeah, a couple of questions, because definitely Paul and I are novices when it comes to this wrestling stuff. So they did have separate women and men Royal Rumbles, right? Yes. WWE is pretty clear um, about not having women wrestle men. There's a lot of other, uh, there's a lot of other uh, 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 organizations that do um, put the men and the women together. And that's just another, that's something they want to do. Vince just doesn't like it. So they almost never do a, a match where a man wrestles a woman. That just almost never happens. I say that there's one that happened re- recently with a guy who's not one of their main roster stars, but they're, they're a women's champion on SmackDown wrestled a guy who actually is a former Cirque du Soleil artist. So the match was, there were no strikes. There were no punches. It was all acrobatic and it was really fun match to watch, but, uh, uh, again, a, a, a massive rarity in the WWE. Okay. So Paul and I, I think Paul, you said you may have watched wrestling in a former time in your life. Hulk Hogan days. The Hulk yeah, now it does bring up, I was seeing that footage. Goldberg is clearly just as jacked as he's always been or pretty close to it. Uh, awesome when I saw, he's pretty, he's not, pretty in shape. When I saw not too long ago that Ric Flair was still active, I mean, he was never in great shape, uh, especially not at, what, 87 years old. That was just – that was disturbing to see. (laughs) Yeah, and even a couple of years ago, he's gotten involved, let's say. Again, uh, it's it's an attraction to try to make sure there's ways that the guys with names – are still around. Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte, is was a top star in the female division. Uh, so they started an angle where he turned on his daughter and is now helping uh, the person who is facing her right now. Her name is Lacey Evans. So he like accompanies her to the ring. They'll play his music, which will distract Charlotte when she's in the middle of her match. He doesn't do any spots. He's not 
taking any bumps. He's not getting hit. He's not falling down because he's had like a couple of heart attacks and we're all, we're lucky to still have him alive, but uh, they find ways of getting people involved and you see them around and he'll be a part of cutting promos and, and talking on the mic, but not in the ring, thankfully. <laughs> all right. And let's, um, let's bring us back to the Steelers a little bit. I'm trying to see. It's got to come back to the Steelers. Well, okay. I'm looking at. No, I do still. Well, well, he looks that up. Um, I was a huge Lex Luger fan, and I, I still uh, I followed his journey through his accident and recovery and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this yeah. is from this is from Nitro, I believe. And again, courtesy of WWE. Yeah, give them your money. Again, this is public <laughs> access on YouTube. And we're, we're trying to – I'm trying to find out where this happened. So I don't know who this guy is is coming out. But former Steeler, and unfortunately he passed away recently. Again, prayers got the family. It was a real bummer. But the great Kevin Green used to be a wrestling. And I've got footage up of a scene where Kevin Green – I think it's coming up. He supposedly attacks another wrestler. So let's see if he's coming out soon. So Kevin Green so is part of, that's part of uh, doing spots where a celebrity might get involved. They might get to do one move or yeah, at least talk against one of the wrestlers. Last night it was actually the guest artist who did a who did one song, uh, who then got into a, a, a did a spot against a, a wrestler was Bad Bunny. Oh, here uh, we go. Here we go. Rapper Bad Bunny. Uh, dove off the top rope onto a couple of wrestlers. Uh, they like to do that. It's people who are huge fans of wrestling, and they finally get to do something, and they just get a big kick out of it. So, well, if, if you're probably the- something like what the Kevin Green spot was, right? But- if you're watching the video feed right now, um, this is a shot of Steve Michael running out with some babe, and Kevin Green comes out of the crowd. And he's going after Steve McMichael. Remember, Paul, Steve McMichael was the old Chicago Bear defense alignment in the old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the old um, 46 Bears defense days. And trying to. How long was Kevin Green a wrestler, Joe? Oh, I don't think very long. Uh, he probably okay. did a short pro. If he did mo- multiple evenings, he's probably uh, probably just like maybe a month or two, uh, spread out those things over a couple of couple of months. I, I wouldn't. I'd be shocked if it was anything longer than that. Was this when he was with the Steelers, or was this before or after? I, I will say probably after. Um, back in those days, people didn't do that much while they were still active. Um, that that's changed a little. Um, two years ago, uh, during WrestleMania, uh, Rob Gronkowski did a spot where he jumped into and, and uh, uh, interfered into a match, which led into him last year being the host of WrestleMania when they thought that the plan was he had retired and the, the plan was that he was going to get involved more in wrestling. And then he went back to the, the bucks. Um, I disliked him more than I disliked Brady. Well, yeah, when he started coming into wrestling and he was paired up with a guy that I also don't care for that much and they were doing a real frat boy kind of bro stuff that 
just drove me nuts. And I was when I found out he was going back to the Bucks and he wasn't kind of staying with the WWE, I was like, yes, please, please and go. By the away. way, I, I fault Gronkowski for 2020. If in 2019, New Year's Eve, he did a New Year's Eve special with Steve Harvey and he took a life-size Lego bust of Steve Harvey and smashed it. And I think that invoked all that happened in 2020. That makes sense. So, yes. That's solid thing right there. <laughs> Gronk was dabbling in being a wrestler. I think this was shortly before he signed with the Buccaneers. He actually won like a title or something. I, I don't know. I'm I'm weirded out. Well, let let's look at this because I want you. Oh guys yeah, he to did win a title. There was a thing. There's a thing now called the 24 seven title, which it, you don't have to be in a ring to lose. You have to defend it 24 seven. So they were doing a lot of spots where. <laughs> It's just like handheld video. Somebody attacks somebody in an airport and rolls them up and gets a pin, mm-hmm. and they they're now the twenty four seven champion. He did that at WrestleMania last year, so he was a twenty four seven champion for a brief time. Paul, maybe we need that for the Super Bowl, like the twenty four seven Super Bowl. So Big Ben doesn't have to be at the game <laughs> if he throws a touchdown pass to Ryan Switzer in the backyard before the game. Listen, Steelers I'm, are Super Bowl champs. I don't care. I'm still rooting for the Steelers in the Super Bowl. I don't okay. care. It doesn't matter to me that they're not in it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we got. I'm a fan, so I can believe in the supernatural, right? Oh, <laughs> how, how about this? To, final play of the Super Bowl. Buccaneers are down by five, and just before Gronkowski catches the touchdown, TJ comes out of the stands and just lays him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thus, winning a twenty-four-seven championship. <laughs> well. I, I need your guys' comment on this, and Joe could help us out because I don't know anything about the wrestlers. This was shortly after the Steelers won their first Super Bowl. And, again, well, the first Super Bowl with Big Ben. And, it again, if you remember the game, Big Ben wasn't great at that game. It was more of <laughs> the defense and Jerome Bettis to help lead him to the win. Mm-hmm. But they did this little deal at a Pittsburgh wrestling show, and we got footage here, again, courtesy of WWE, where – big show. You got the Steelers line on the left going up against Big Show, and Big Ben is behind them. They're ready to run a play, and, you know, and Big Show is getting nervous. And honestly, guys, if you remember, the Steelers' offensive line at the time wasn't the strength of the team. (laughs) Big Ben was running for his life, making outstanding great plays. So it was funny that they brought, you know, the Steelers' offensive line out like they were so great. And then who are these guys? Oh, that's Joe. DX. Okay, so that's so they bring Shawn Michaels, two of the two of the greatest wrestlers ever. So they bring DX out, and they're all partying with the Steelers. And check out what they do. I think it's coming up pretty soon. So uh, oh, they probably turn on them, right? Do they? Uh, do they no, start... no. If you're listening to this on podcast, <laughs> I, I guess DX is very pro Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, DX well, they, is... they are. They are this night. What it all depends. Right. <laughs> they're probably, they're probably just, Brown fans you know, in their own personal lives. I mean, everybody always jokes, you know, oh, do you know that wrestling is fake? Wrestling isn't fake. Wrestling is scripted. Uh, and it's a sc- piece of scripted what? entertainment. <laughs> this is, uh, this is they're, they're here to put on a show and they're right. going to entertain a crowd any way they can. They want to make a crowd pop. They want to hear cheers and boos from the crowd. It just really doesn't matter how they get them. So anytime they can go in there, they can get a local celebrity, somebody that that crowd cares about and bring them into the ring. Like the crowd just gets more and more into it when you do it. And uh, so that's, that's why it happens all the time. 
Well, do need some play-by-play. And again, this is courtesy WWE and WWE Raw. Sign for the network. I, we're not getting in trouble over this. This is a public YouTube channel that you can watch whenever you want. Um, so DX is like telling off the big show, whatever. He's like, go away. And then, you know, the Steelers. That's Chris Jericho. The little guy is Chris Jericho. Oh, oh that's talking. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, Big Ben staying behind him. And again, Paul, their offensive line wasn't good at this time, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean that, better than they were this year. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ooh, uh, they made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were both really rough. Well, you would think at the time you would have had like James Harrison behind them or Brett Kiesel. Instead, he had Lyman, and then Big Ben comes uh, up. May, may have not been available. <laughs> and again, this, this is clearly. <laughs> I don't know if you want to give James Harrison a microphone and just. Leave him out there. <laughs> probably not well, a great idea. And, and Big I love Ben James is, so much. <laughs> and Big Ben is now talking. And remember, this is very early in his career, Big Ben. I don't see 2021 Big Ben doing what he's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is very. This is when Big Ben almost got traded and suspended from the Steelers. This is this is about the era of Big Ben's career. Big Ben wearing a cash. Okay, and Joe, you got to help me out. Okay, so okay. they kicked out, you know, Big Show, and they're all partying. And what are we doing now? We're, they all have their arms above their heads. Yeah, this is suck it. They're big. They're uh, okay. They're they're big uh, catchphrase. If you don't like that, I got two words for you: suck it. Which is kind generations of, what, of kids getting in trouble at school because they're right. doing what the WWE tells them to do. <laughs> and if you remember, it kind of what happened. It's kind of what happened to Steelers uh, huddle that year. Is Ben's like, I'm going to run this play, and the line says, "We're not good, so just suck it." And they, they did the arm <laughs> thing, and Big Ben had to run around like crazy and do all his magic complete passes that year. Remember, and he that? did it, and they went to the Super Bowl, and it was crazy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's uh, when you're when you're talking about somebody being on television and being involved in wrestling, uh, the thing that casual fans or even people who are long term fans don't seem to understand is that as long as you're on television, it's the same uh, to them. Okay. Like a, a promo is a match, and a match is a promo. Um, if you're on television and you're doing something, you're that's what you're paid to do. So, so it doesn't matter if you don't have a match, you've got television time and that's, that's where you're performing. Uh, so these people are skilled performers. Somebody like Chris Jericho, who's a great wrestler in the ring is one of the greatest of all time on the microphone. So they're going to put them in a spot like that because they can trust what Chris Jericho is going to say. They can trust what triple H and, and Shawn Michaels are going to say. And then you can put big Ben in there and let him say a little bit, but the other guys can fix it. If, if it goes bad. <laughs> Paul, who do you think the next Steeler is, is going to appear on wrestling? I, I don't know if that's the big thing to do, unless your name is Gronk and you're not appearing on these wrestling shows. <laughs> you, you think it's TJ White might be your next guy being on a, a wrestling show. Um... I don't see him doing it. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't know the kind of the the culture of who. I mean, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is a wrestling fan. Uh, maybe he'd yeah, go on. Yeah, he does. 
the belt thing. I'm sure yeah. he's been on if they've gone through Green Bay. I'm sure he's been on. Um, well, that kind of stuff happens a lot, but it's always got to be somebody that's a big enough deal, especially to the crowd that's there. Um, and they got to actually go back to doing live shows. They haven't been able to do a live show since the pandemic. And that's what's been weird about everything in wrestling for about a year is that they can't work off of the crowd. Half of what they do and the, the speed at which they go and, you know, you watch the fake punches or the rest holds when they just lay on the mat for a while. Um, that the rhythm of that stuff is built for the rhythm of the reaction of a live crowd. So it feels really weird that they're not doing it in front of live people. And it's a big array of televisions and they have to pipe in crowd noise. It's, it sounds like it's straight off of the video game. It's pretty bad. Well, that, that maybe that's my jam. Cause that was, you know, that was my era of Saturday afternoon, WCW in a studio with like eight people around the ring. And <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, so there's a lot of product <laughs> with WWE. There's Monday Night Raw. There's Friday Night SmackDown. Monday Night Raw is on USA. Uh, SmackDown is on Fox now, which is a huge deal. That was a huge financial deal that they made uh, that started last year. Uh, and then on Wednesday nights on USA is NXT. That might be more of your jam, Paul, because they actually do have a small crowd that's behind uh, 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 plastic things i think it's mostly people who work there like the the wrestlers who are still training up uh they're there to to give live crowd reaction and it's a lot of fun uh but then there are whole other um uh companies aew has a has a has a a, a, a show on tnt on wednesday nights and they go head to head uh impact wrestling there's yeah there's just a lot uh, ring of honor new japan there's a lot of wrestling content out there now. So do they do that stick where, like, on Royal Rumble where you don't know who the person is? So, like, they say, hey, we're yes. 30 wrestlers this match. You yes. don't know. Two guys go out, and they're like, oh, my goodness, it's whoever. And that's part, and of, that's part of the fun okay. of it. You know, 30 guys, and a lot of times, probably maybe, what, 20 of them are the normal guys who you see regularly. Uh, and then the last 10 spots, well, I mean, mixed in there's going to be about 10 spots where it's people who don't normally wrestle anymore. Uh, and they're just back for this show. Uh, there's a couple people where, and so they're big surprises and they get a pop because, Oh, Hey, there's that guy. I haven't seen him in years. I can't believe he's in this <laughs> or returns. Last night was the return of Seth Rollins. Who's been on paternity leave. I think he was hurt as well, but his wife had a baby um, uh, a month and a half ago or something like that. Uh, and they've kind of been holding his return so that he returns during the Royal Rumble and you get that extra jolt of crowd reaction that wasn't there because there's no crowd. Paul, <laughs> you have gotten the ratings. I'm thinking about this because I, again, I'm not making fun of you, Joe. Honestly, this is the first I heard I about the big wrestling show last night. And maybe I wasn't watching as much TV this morning. But what we've gotten the ratings is you look at the most famous former professional wrestler he is actually a former United States president. What would have happened, Paul, if they would have brought Trump out as a contestant in Royal Rumble? I, I mean, he probably would be like now. Twitter would burn down. I, I mean, there's great footage of when he was around before, and Stone Cold Steve Austin gave him a stunner. 
There's a really great, it's very satisfying piece of footage. If Trump would come out, he cut Vince's hair, I believe. They had a hair versus hair contest where it was it was two actual wrestlers, and if this guy wins, then Vince would cut Trump's hair, and if this guy wins, then Trump cuts Vince's hair. So Vin, Trump cut Vince's hair. You ask, I, I came up with it. I think you this found is good it. I, I think. This oh is man. See, I was out. Of, I wasn't paying attention to wrestling for a lot of years, and the whole Attitude Era really wasn't something that I, I was. I watched. I got back into it just a few years ago. Obviously, I went all the way to theater school, and I was pretty busy during all of that. Um, <laughs> I came back to wrestling because I appreciate what it's doing as a theatrical event. Uh, I, I've done a lot of. There it is. See, and that's the <laughs> the owner of the company. That's those are horrible punches. Um, that's the owner of the company taking that on himself to take the dive. He'll take the bump. Uh, you know, the guy who's the guy who's getting beat up half the time is the one who is in control of the match. Um, he's the one who knows what's going on, and he has to sell what the other person is doing. Obviously, since this is prescripted, like the other the person who takes the hit has to sell it in a certain way, and it's there. It is. Yep, they shaved his head bald. <laughs> Well, this is McMahon, right? Yes. Okay. But Trump's doing it. All right. I forgot that was Bobby Lashley that was a part of that. Huh. Bobby Rash Bobby Lashley still still wrestles. He's the US champion right now. Yeah. Again, this is a guy. He's it's wrestling is some uh, the the roots of wrestling actually go back to the circus days and the 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 traveling carnivals and whatever where they'd have a big guy and they would put a plant out in the audience who would say, I'll, I'll take you on the 98 pound weakling or whatever. And everybody would bet money on the big, the big guy who they've already seen beat up two people. And, uh, and then the little guy wins. And so it's a, it's a carnival. It's a circus. And if, if Vince can make money getting his head shaved, he's going to get his head shaved. This is about 20 years. Well, ago, right? right. Yeah. That's a while back. Paul, if I would, I, I gotta say, it, for as much as Vince is fussing there, it, it's a very freeing thing just to get rid of it all. It's yeah, it, it's a good place to be. So. <laughs> I, I would be pumping my fist, going, "Yes, thank you," because the hair gets annoying. It, it gets rough. It's also kind of. It's just that it was against Trump. That was the deal. That everybody's been making fun of Trump's hair for forever. So you put up your hair because you want because the crowd wants desperately to shave Trump's head, you know, and to, just to have the chance that that might've happened. That's what you're selling tickets to. And we're, we're looking, <laughs> we're looking at a freeze frame from the YouTube video. And Paul, it looks like a Rockwell painting. Could you imagine putting this painting up in your front room? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of well positioned, you know? Um, and Paul, I, I'm thinking if you, if, if we went back to 20 years ago and if I said, Paul, I, I got this prediction. I got this vision that one of these four men would be president of the United States one day. Man, what would you think? Man. I would have I assumed. Congrats, congratulations, Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if we I had still that money, we would probably bet on Stone Cold. I still think you could do it. After the last four years, there's nobody else around the possibility. You, know, you never know. 
it's, it, it, but I don't know, Joe, maybe, maybe you've talked me back. I mean, that was, I, you know, four horsemen, the British bulldogs, that was, but, and I, I think I kind of lost interest in the, you know, the, uh, Hulk Hogan going bad. I was never a Hogan fan, but that, that whole era was like annoying. And I'll say maybe this. I, maybe I should give it another try. I'll say this: there's there's the possibility that during the late '90s you got you got lost as a fan. The Attitude Era got really vulgar. Um, there was a lot more language. the The p- depiction of women was really misogynistic. It's some really really bad times, and it became difficult to watch for a lot of people. Um, obviously there were a lot of people who did like to watch and that's why they did it and they got more ratings and whatever, but uh, there was a concerted effort late two thousands, early, early 2010s, um, where it became what's known, uh, derisively in the wrestling community as the PG era. It's the era where John Cena became one of the primary, uh, uh, wrestlers. It became much more geared towards kids watching the product. Um, and so they're they're a lot more careful. There's some stuff that's still aggressive. It is nowhere near what it was during that era. Uh, that the 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 yeah <laughs> the 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 late '90s were a rough time for for wrestling fans who didn't really like that kind of thing. But now there's a wide enough range in wrestling that uh, if that's the kind of stuff you like, there's some places to see that. Uh, WWE is a larger product now. Um, it's much, it was in a ratings war during that time. So anything that would bring eyeballs, they would do, um, with women doing mud wrestling matches and, you know, just wet t-shirt contests and all kinds of gross stuff, but they don't really do that kind of stuff. Now the women wrestlers are like legitimate wrestlers. They're they're just as talented and putting on just as great a show as the guys are. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's a, it's a different product now than it was in the late nineties and, and worth taking a look at, especially when you can watch it for free on network television on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I got to tell you, Paul, man, Joe has been a constant source of surprise. I mean, uh, you know, we all hung out in college and, Joe was that theater guy, which is great. I mean, hey, you know, we all, we're all that guy, and you know, we've been thankfully, you know, we welcomed Joe into our lives, and I, I'm happy. But man, wh- who would have thunk it? Like a, a couple years after college, if I brought Joe to you and you said, "Yeah, he's going to be a Steelers fan, a theater fan, and a pro wrestling fan," well, what a combination! <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> It's fascinating. So, um, <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I got to tell you a couple promos. Well, well, first of all, any other Steelers news we, we need to touch on? I think we've grabbed it. I mean, again, we're trying to focus more on what actually happened instead of like all the rumors out there because that could take a while. I, I looked at Twitter, <laughs> nothing else breaking as of now, but you know what that means? As soon as we close up, soon as all you know what's yeah. going to break loose. So, yeah, definitely. Um, a hey, couple promos. I, I wanted to um, give um, Paul a, a hat tip, a, a shout out. Um, we have two podcasts a day on our regular feed, but we're branching out into the reviews on the weekend. We want to have some podcasts on the weekend. So um, Craig Schaup is uh, one of our uh, daily guides. He's doing some pop culture reviews. And 
Paul joined the fray. Um, we're using some of Paul's content on his YouTube channel. So we had a devotional from Paul. Paul's a, a pastor in the Pittsburgh area. And we also have a review of the Barack Obama memoir. So and we'd like to use more Paul's stuff, so keep reviewing. And, Joe, we got to talk to you. you. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we can review from you. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to get, like, a couple minute reviews on over the weekend. I'm going to try to contribute some as well. But, Joe, you're welcome to join whenever you, you want to. So, yeah, cool. some extra content's always a good thing. Um, yeah, so check that out. Uh, both of Paul's stuff's out there it was published over the weekend and uh, i'm ready hopefully the snow is really bad here in ohio but i've been looking forward to trying out the marco's pizza bowl it's a bunch of pizza with no crust so i might have to give that a review later on so look for that soon all right well guys thank you so much how, how do you eat it if it does <laughs> did you well, eat it with a spoon i'm not in your area i don't see these things it's like a it's like a fork so you can okay. order it. So in essence, it's your top. It's like a deep dish pizza without a crust. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I will say I did try out the protein bowl from Subway. That that's a new thing. Apparently, it's nationwide because they're kind of spoofing on last weekend Saturday Night Live. The protein bowl <laughs> is pretty much you take everything that goes on a sandwich and put in a bowl without the bread. I tried it. I I'm not advising you try it. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing. Well, the same. most of what most of what you put on a Subway sandwich is to mask the flavor of the meat on the sandwich. Anyway, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It, it was very filling, but and, and I asked for it not to have sauce on it, but you know they weren't listening and they put a ton of sauce on it. It just did not. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't too appealing, guys. I gotta tell you. Hmm. So I guess it's a new thing now. Let's just forget the bread. And I guess it's okay. I mean, there's some keto fans out there that don't like bread. But, you know, now we got pizza bowls, protein bowls. You know, maybe you'll go to Burger King and say, I want the stuff without the meat then, like, or, or, or the bread. The burger bowl. Yeah, give me that burger. Probably best to leave that kind of stuff that you pull away. <laughs> right. Hey, it's a tough year, <laughs> pandemic. We're always trying to find the next newest, biggest thing. So I, I don't know. It, it's interesting. Well, and, and the funny thing about it is they make it out to be, ooh, this is the biggest innovation. You could probably order that in the past. You could probably just say, hey, if you have a bowl, just put the meat and stuff in it. You know, it's not like it's this brand new innovation, right? Are they, just, is, is Paul going to, at his church, have to start doing the communion bowl? Yes. Where it doesn't have the bread. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's actually just a big glass of wine, but still. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, when I was a, a kid, we were at, uh, went to a Catholic church and they had uh, the the bread, the, the wine was soaked into the bread. and They just kind of, it was oh, yeah. uh, oh, a twofer. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I've done that where you, you, you know, you get to you dip it right in there. They don't let you do that anymore. Now you get the little prepackaged thing where you peel back the top and that's the, the yeah. wafer and then you peel back the other one. I mean, times being what they are, I understand, but that wafer is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> when you take a packing, I, I can top it. it down and it's ugh, gross. In a, uh, in a storage cupboard in our church, we have those cardboard communion wafers Probably from the seventies. No. So uh, the 
my my kids were in, oh we oh I want to try it and they regretted that decision. Uh, it is not those things do not age well. <laughs> oh, very tough. These things do not help me meditate on the Lord. <laughs> well, you you need to do this. Let's set this so it's not the awkward conversation right before the show like we did this week. Let's we talk fast food next week. Do you guys want to do that? Sure. Talk what? Your top, fast food, like food, like junk food or whatever. That could be our topic oh, after yeah. the series are done. Well, uh, and I'll have to do some research this week. Do you guys get true TV at, at your houses? Yes. Yes. We need to check out. I, I think it's on Thursday night. Let's see if we could check out. There's this fast food rewind program that's debuting where they kind of try to redo fast food. And they've got comedians. No, I, I think it debuts Thursday. Let, let's see if we can check it out. And, and if we if we don't see that, we'll just talk fast food in general. But there yeah, I'll, I'll just send you a link. I, I saw it somewhere. It looks interesting. I'm not sure what they're doing with it, but maybe we could check it out. It should be good. Oh, All right. Man. Anything else about the Steelers wrestling? Uh, no oh, bread. Man, I, I could go three we've, more hours on wrestling. Yeah, it's, yeah it's we've sad. touched on everything. Well, <laughs> my, my family is off uh, from school today. I mean, if they weren't off, I'd say let's go three more hours. But uh, <laughs> my family is. I'm already hearing the the smoke rising from upstairs. So I probably need to That's right. go probably and check and make sure everything's okay. So yeah, well, thanks guys. We, we appreciate it. again Ohioan podcast. Now, you might wonder, why are we talking about the Steelers in the Highland Podcast? Well, why are you liking the Browns or Bengals? You should like the Steelers. But, yeah, check out our podcast <laughs> feed. Um, yeah, Steelers are just one of the many uh, podcasts we put out each week. But we try to have fun. We talk about Highland stuff, some other pop culture stuff, other fun stuff. So, yeah, give us a uh, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts all over the place. Um, check out – oh, again – Starting today, and I checked our feed. It does work. We are on Twitch. So check us out on Twitch. Yeah. Um, it should be good. I've got to check out, guys. One other thing that I thought was interesting. I always knew Twitch was out there, but a journalist friend of mine was playing a video game on Twitch, and I'm like, I might need to start playing video games on Twitch. I'm not sure if I'm going to like this or not. Oh, you're young kids. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm still playing my Atari 2600. So, well, he was. I don't playing, think that's on Twitch. I don't know how he does this, but he was playing backyard baseball, which I think you can get on the computer. It's kind of yeah. like where you play with kids in the backyard. Very slow moving game, but he's playing and talking about that. I think the only chance I have is I actually have an Xbox One, but I'll try and figure out how to stream that to my computer or anything. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll play that sometime. I don't know. The, the things that are, that would get said while I play video games really isn't something I want to broadcast. Well, I think the only <laughs> thing... You've got to be entertaining. I mean, I, I can't imagine people want to say, hey, I want to watch you play Madden 21. I mean, I, I don't know what... You might wonder what the game's like, but I, I can't imagine you're going to sit there for an hour watching somebody else play it. I, I think people it's almost do. like a podcast. This is what I don't understand. This is something I definitely do not understand about the younger generations. People do. They spend a lot of time watching other people play video games, and I'll point that out, and then, then they'll usually come back with, yeah, but you spend a lot of time watching other people play football. 
Like, yeah, you got me on that one. That's... <laughs> but doesn't that person have to be That's... entertaining? I, I, mean, I got me. Yeah. I don't watch it all. Usually, either either they have to be really good, and you're watching to pick up tips, or they have to be so catastrophically bad that it's entertaining to watch them try. <laughs> like, just someone who's really, really terrible, but what they say is funny. Like, yeah, again, not to tie this back to wrestling, but I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a whole YouTube channel. And I think Twitch channel that there's some wrestlers who play video games backstage, like oh, um, okay. during the day before the show starts, they have tournaments and stuff. And it's just funny to watch them in their like regular life shoot personalities, uh, <laughs> playing video games and getting upset and yelling at each other and trash talking while they play video games. I'm afraid to admit it. I, I may get punished for saying this publicly. I watched a little bit of the Pro Bowl Madden 21 tournament last night, which oh my, oh my. Well, they didn't have the Pro Bowl game because of COVID. So what they did right. was they had like eight guys. Uh, there was Bubba Wallace from NASCAR, uh, Snoop Dogg who likes Madden, and then three other like Deshaun Watson was playing and Jamal Adams was playing and they played the Pro Bowl game. And it was kind of fun watching them make fun of each other, but watching a video game, which is kind of, I lost that's, interest in that's it. That's it. If you have, if you find the entertainment and watching somebody else play and trash talk and they're funny enough with their personalities, then it's a show. Yeah, but the video game was like it doesn't matter if they won or not. I mean, Snoop Dogg got some interesting quips out, but it was good. Snoop's a big Steelers fan, so every yep. time the Steeler made a play in the video game, Snoop was all high fiving people. I, mm-hmm. yes, I mean, I'm not in favor of Snoop's music, but yay Snoop for being a Steelers fan, I guess. Man, lots of things. So what I'm what? taking away from this is, I probably don't have a future in doing a Twitch stream of my sitting back. Drinking coffee and reading Dune to myself. Yeah. That probably wouldn't be a hit. If you, if you decide to read it out loud, you might get somebody. Well, putting your putting your sermons on I don't know, putting your sermons on Twitch. Reading it internally, probably not so much. Well, I, but there is that <laughs> ten hour uh video of uh what's his name? Uh oh gosh, the guy who plays Ron Swanson. From Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Uh, sitting, it's a Yule log oh, video. Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman sitting there next to a, a roaring fire in a nice, comfy leather chair, drinking scotch, hmm. and it's a ten-hour video. Literally. Is he just talking or <laughs> drinking? Does he say anything? He, 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 he drink, takes a drink, sits there for a while. It's it was a joke replacement for your Yule log video. You know, if you oh, put up okay. a Yule. Video during uh while you're opening presents, just put Nick Offerman there drinking scotch. That's you never know what people are gonna use, Paul. You, well, they could <laughs> could very well be very interested in you drinking tea and reading Doom. Well, I'm the treatment that's developing something. It's the nice thing about StreamYard is you know, I've got the pro plan so you can stream to three different places at one time. So Twitch, it's not even like let's have a strategy, it's just like I set up an account, I hit stream and boom we're on twitch right now which is great is. but, and but you never know who's gonna find it yeah and well i i kind of wonder like paul you know you're using youtube for sermons and some reviews which is fantastic what if you did a sermon while playing a madden game you know could that lead someone to god i mean who knows you know hey well, so i'm not good at video games but could you be throwing in stuff based on what the game what's going on in the game <laughs> or even if you just did a sermon while oh, you know, so you know, 
coming back is parting the waters, much like the Red Sea that parted for Moses. Like, I don't know. You just probably throw those in there. I'll build a Minecraft church and then preach inside of the Minecraft church. (laughs) Or or I'm even saying, like, to me, Twitch wouldn't be interesting all for the video. But if I'm entertained by the host, you know, maybe to me that's like a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear that guy talking about video games. But if the guy wants to crack some jokes or whatever, I'm in. So using that logic, you know, hey, it doesn't matter what game Paul plays or if he's good, bad, or upside down, you know. You have the other content that's really the content you're putting out there anyway. Yeah, what what if 50 years from now, like if we were watching a documentary on the Christian faith, we're like, hey, it was a strange time after, you know, there was some discussion of faith and politics and what happened. And look who advanced to the forefront. And you see this picture of Paul come up. <laughs> one day, Paul started twitching his Twitch his revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like the Billy Sunday of, of Twitch or something. You know, like he becomes like Billy Graham of Twitch, you know, because you we're not going to have TV channels anymore in 50 years. It'll just be Twitch channels. And Paul led the five zillion people to God, you know, because of his Twitch. There you go. He didn't even know what he was playing. Yeah, you're just you know, kind of you know, going off on some video game. <laughs> Didn't matter. He was leading people to God. It'd be great. So I don't know. That's right. When I was when my son was younger, he would like to play uh, like the Lego video games, and he had a Lego Batman and Robin. He'd always want me to play with them, and I was always Robin, and I didn't know what was happening, so I was just going around just destroying everything. So maybe that would have been entertaining. Hey, like if, if there's all the a good strategy, you'd get pretty far just doing that. You know how you get a lot of coins. Get a lot of coins. When I play video games, and like I said, I got an Xbox One. We found one for cheap last year, and I got a Amazon gift card, so I used it to get the Madden Twenty One game. When I play Madden Twenty One, I'm simulating seasons. Like I'm trying to figure out salary caps and everything. Can you imagine how lame that would be to Twitch that? You know, what I mean, like <laughs> I'm looking at like, oh, should be, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I'm analyzing it like we do on the podcast of Steelers. Like, oh, should we <laughs> release all hundred Vanilla? Just get yeah. Morgan Freeman to narrate it. Yes, yes. Get Morgan. Yeah, you have a really great voice. It really doesn't matter what you're doing. <laughs> or we could do a podcast where I'm twitching these Steelers, and you're analyzing my moves like we would the team. Oh, that sounds lame. I, I don't think we should do that. I don't think you should make that move. Oh, yes, we should. yeah, we shouldn't. <laughs> Chart much. <laughs> actually, the more I think about pro wrestling, would be very much a great topic. Like other than watching me. It's a lot of fun to watch and second guess and try to guess at what they're doing next. I mean, it's that's that's all we're doing. We're just having a yeah. good time. And really, uh, uh, like everything, going to a live show is better than watching it on television. So, right. you know, uh, and, and finding a good one where like some of the I work with some I do some announcing for. Uh, for a, a local company here and they put on good shows and families come and everything. And so it's, it's a good time, a lot of fun to go to an actual live show, you know? Very true. Well, memo to the Steelers. We're going to have to talk about the Super Bowl next Monday. Um, the big meeting with Ben probably won't happen before 10 a.m. Monday. So, you know, you can make some news and we can talk some Steelers or the less news you make, the more time we'll have to talk about food. So, <laughs> 
Art Rooney is second. I, I bet you he's thinking about that. He's like, yeah, <laughs> do I make this big trade now or do I wait? And he's like, man, if we announce after 11 a.m. next week, you know, these guys will be. Because otherwise next week it will be like Super Bowl, X team one. That's right, right, right. Let's talk about food. The, yeah, the Super Bowl discussion is going to be two minutes max. I mean, I, I mean, Tom yeah. Brady could throw eight hundred touchdowns, and, and we're still talking about Super Bowl two. Yeah. So, yeah. if the Steelers don't make news, we're we're talking food. That'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. So, hey, thanks, guys. I love bringing the content to people, and it's good to have Steelers talk. But I love talking to you guys about other stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm always a Steelers fan, but I'm actually happy when not much stuff happens. But I don't know. Well, <laughs> as always, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, our Twitch audience. I'm actually seeing a viewer on Twitch right now. I'm fascinated to know who this person is. Send me a note. How'd you find us? And hopefully you're a Steelers fan. Well, we'll see you guys. Thanks so much for checking us out. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one.